0: language. You can't always cut me off like that. <laughs> I can though. She was telling me to like get my language together. She, just the level of cussing in this studio
1: today is <laughs> beyond my comfort level. Chill out. Welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the show, we are going to eventually talk about the first two movies in the Scream franchise, because damn it, the new Scream comes out this week, and we're going to go see it together, and we're also going to talk about the third and fourth movie in one episode, and then we're also going to talk about the new movie. It's a Scream month. I'm going to eat my weight in
0: popcorn again like I did through the holidays. Like
1: we're not doing that right right now. Right (laughs) now.
0: I have to make you my popcorn, though.
1: Yes, please. My she brother a-
0: my brother got me the whirly pop.
1: Oh, that's awesome. This thing is,
0: like I've shared with you before, I use the air popper, but this is like making movie popcorn at home.
1: Oh, I can't wait. She's going to make me a bag and then bring it. I'm going to bring it. Bring it when we go see Scream. <laughs> that would be good. That would be cool. Although... I don't know. If we're actually going to the regular movie theater, I'm going to buy. You got to get the movie gonna, theater. Power. You're going to get regular movie theater. The, I always get the pretzel bites. You do. I can't help it. I can't right. help myself. I don't hold it against you. Fried bread. It's your thing. <laughs> All right, so we're going to open up the show. We got some holiday gifts as part of our Patreon membership. We have a group of peeps that are on our Discord, and we had a Secret Santa. And so now that Kathy is back in town, because she was not in town for quite some time, we're going to do Secret Santa. And then, you know what? You guys are amazing. We also got uh, some gifts sent to us just for the holidays, just because you like us. And that's so sweet. They really like us. It's so generous and so kind. So what I'd like to do first is that, a, uh, a patron and listener of ours uh, who goes by the handle Ice got you a gift and got me a gift. And so I would like you to open your gift. I can do that. It's that box right there next to you. You know, when
0: it's Ice, I always get really excited and afraid because <laughs> his
1: ideas are brilliant. If you've been around, there's been some interesting ones. I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what is this? Oh! <gasps> No,
0: you didn't. Mm. Do you know what this is? Mm-hmm.
1: I packaged it for you.
0: Oh my gosh! Ice, where do you find these things? <laughs>
1: take that, take it out and explain.
0: Oh, this is
1: wow, viewers.
0: wow, wow! This has there's so much nostalgia here. This gift actually means a lot to me. So, couple things. I worked at Blockbuster Video for a number of years system store manager. I ran like five different stores to this day. And I've mentioned this on the show before. I almost wore my Blockbuster shirt today. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that this is, um, this was my favorite job. And I would even say over a psychologist yeah. <laughs> Blockbuster oh, video yeah. is my favorite job, oh, funner. which is why they've made documentaries on people yeah. who have worked for Blockbuster. So he found me, I'm just going to start with the case. The case is an old school Blockbuster VHS. Mm-hmm. I used to do this every day. I'd look inside and make sure it was the right tape yep. and be able to put it back on the shelf and scan it. So so there's that. But more importantly, and, and so awesome, is one of my favorite movies when I was working at the movie theater was a sleeper hit called Brain Scan with mm-hmm. Edward Furlong and Frank Langella that we've talked about on the show before. And he found me the VHS copy <laughs> yeah. that matches yes. the blockbuster... VHS brain scan case with the store number and copy number and every it's so legit. I don't even think, you know,
1: how much this gift means to me. This is, this is really awesome. So thank you so much. I want to mention that he had the case made and it's a Detroit, Michigan store. That's so cool. Number and address. We're and po- that. we're
0: this is this is getting posted on our Instagram. <laughs> this is just too cool, and I'm gonna have to tag my uh, my good friend Rob Holland who. He has a, a show out there called attack on show on YouTube if, and he does movie critiques and stuff. So check him out, but he and I worked at
1: blockbuster together and he's really going to get a kick out of this. Oh, yeah, so,
0: Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Thank nice, you. Nice.
1: Nice. Very cool. Very cool. And Ice also sent me some stuff too. I got some Frankenstein socks. Now I'm in the sock game. Yeah. Oh you. yeah. So for those of you who listen regularly, you might know that the book Frankenstein's one of my very favorite books and he got me a DVD. I mean, a, blu-ray of bubba hotep oh, which nice. is bruce campbell what of nice my, probably my favorite bruce campbell i mean i realize that's sacrilege to talk about you, you know love that anything one, but evil dead but eh, whatever <laughs> but i love that movie so that's the first thing and now you also have uh let's move to secret santa because kathy has not opened this first secret santa gift from her secret santa There's another one coming in the mail. We still don't have it, but that one Mm -hmm. is from your Secret Santa. So it just says
0: Secret Santa. I know. Oh, my God. It is a massive. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, they're the bigger ones. You know what? These are like a cake. But you know what are great about these is you put them in the refrigerator.
1: (gasps) Oh.
0: Oh. And then you cut them like a pie a little
1: bit at a time.
0: I had a feeling you would know what to do with them. I love
1: these. <laughs> so thank yep. you,
0: Secret Santa. Yeah.
1: Do you know who your Secret Santa is? I have no idea. Oh, okay. So I do.
0: (laughs) I mean, I would imagine you did.
1: (laughs) Um, And I will tell you in a moment, but let me share. So I got several. So again, there's another thing coming from your Secret Santa that's just not here because it's it's special and it had to be, you know, it's going through the proper channels and it'll be here sometime soon. But I got, I was not expecting this because I had gotten some Secret Santa stuff a couple of weeks ago and then sure enough, I go to the post office box and there's another little one I was not expecting it so I'm going to open that as well there's uh, an amazing an amazing card so what they did so my secret santa was blue stocking who is one Aww. of our one yeah. of our patrons and obviously only our patrons were doing the secret santa so and she did a theme and it she took alien one of my favorite movies if not my favorite movie or favorite franchise, and she did a theme. So this card, where she revealed who uh, who my Secret Santa was, she signed her name and everything, is a, literally a Sigourney Weaver. Oh my god! Christmas card. That's with an awesome. Alien on the inside, I love it. And then it says, "Here's one last thing to round out Christmas. Every <laughs> everybody needs a xenomorph. Hope everything arrives safely." And then cheers, Santa. And so inside is a Christmas <gasps> ornament of oh, the Xenomorph, wow. which isn't that amazing. That's really cool. That is so cool. And and a lot of this is going to be stuff you guys might want to buy. So we'll post pictures of it and yeah. s- everything. But I also want to just share with you that some of the other alien things she sh- got me were from Aliens. She got me the pop, the Sigourney Weaver pop from Aliens. Oh, that's so cool. The Ellen Ripley with the power loader which is amazing. I actually don't have a ton of alien like swag so this is so perfect. And then there's this company called Society Six and this is a society six collaborations and you can go they're they're designers basically and you can go to their website real quick and check it out. but this is it's a really nice looking thermos mm-hmm. okay but on it and it's got candy canes and christmas trees and all kinds of stuff but if you look closely it's the face huggers there's the face huggers from alien on all the christmas oh, trees that's so cool and the face huggers as like with lights on them and stuff so you like you could be in the workplace be drinking this no mm-hmm. one would really know until they like unless they knew alien and yeah. they like looked closely and they're like wait is that the Facebook or realian cuz it totally is that's really cool i got some candy i got hot, i got my stocking stuffers because there's like Reese's trees and hot chocolate bomb and salted caramels see we all had to fill out lists of things we like and so everybody could you know kind of know what was going on i got little cheesy puffs for the kitty little kitty kitty, kitties couldn't kitties couldn't be left out and then the one the last thing i want to share with you (laughs) is this so this is like a a needle and thread (laughs) i'm going to definitely post a picture of this of the alien that's coming out of the stomach in the first movie it's it's on needlepoint it's (laughs) needlepoint Of a the bloody, I can picture like a little
0: old lady knitting that.
1: (laughs) I can't even i can't even with you right now blue so amazing thank you so much we we appreciate you so much i mean i think secret santa was a major fabulousness there are other pictures and things of what of everybody like what everybody got each other on the discord and stuff so it's super fun we had a great I had time fun. i had a really good time shopping for mine too i did too mm. i did too and the revision i will have with this uh, for next year is that we're just going to start earlier so that we can actually, you know, open our gifts in December yeah. and, and do that whole thing. So we'll do it earlier and cool. and hopefully there'll be a few more of you that will join in because that was super fun. Now the last, well, no, second to last thing we got to do is. One of our patrons and listeners who goes by 452, who I think in the next episode, in our true crime episode, I mentioned one of the stories that he passed along to us. He lives in Pennsylvania and he went to the Reese's factory. He showed uh, a
0: picture of one of the rooms. And let me just say that he asked me, he said, what, what do you like? And I said, my favorite candy. And I know that's like a, that's hard for most people to pick because I am a huge Snickers fan. Sure, but my absolute mm-hmm. favorite are Reese's Pieces.
1: We'll open up that bag over there. I can see it here from a distance. So what I had to do is I split it so that we had each had half of the Reese's. Oh pieces. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I this is now I get to put my
0: massive Reese's cups in here. So four five two went Ooh, to the factory potato chip
1: and he bought. Like I don't know everything you ever imagine from the Reese's factory. So shout out what you got over there.
0: So um, I have the Reese's peanut butter cup thins, which are great if you want just yep. like a real quick, you know.
1: I have some of those too. Um,
0: Reese's cups with big cup with potato chips stuffed. Which so we'll have I to try that as love, a taste test. I used test. to put potato chips in my peanut butter and jelly. So okay, so we'll have to try
1: that later as a taste test. I have peanut butter cups that are peanut brittle. Ooh! so they're like crunchy peanut butter in the middle. I have a Reese's outrageous bar
0: and then we have, we both have the Reese's pieces. And then I also have the miniature cups with pretzels.
1: Right. And then you have something wrapped up in some, oh yeah. in some paper. And these are matching. So if you ever go to the Reese's, uh, (laughs) I have one too. So just open it up. Okay. If you ever go to the Reese's factory, my goodness. Is this a shot Are you in for fun? It's like, and I have one too. Oh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that is so cute. It's like a little hot it's a little co- Reese's mug. shooter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's like the size of a shot glass. Yeah, it's a little Reese's mug. Oh, it's I'm, so cute. i keep
0: this on my little desk here. So, we
1: have things to taste test over the coming months because wow. there are four or five Several two things, things. Thank you. that I have not ever had before, like peanut brittle and the potato chip thing. And I mean, I've never had the thins or any of this other stuff. I'm, so. I'm
0: really stoked. Thank you.
1: so You guys, really amazing. Thank you so much friends we we really appreciate you and we hope you enjoyed your (laughs) your secret santa and everything and we look forward to uh and you know the people that are doing the challenges that i create in the discord are getting some there's a couple people that finished the christmas challenge so i've been prepping those boxes and sending them out with all kinds of goodies in them i think ice and blue both finished the challenge the challenge got harder this time the october challenge was pretty yeah. Pretty pretty straightforward. I made it a little bit harder, and then we're going to do another one in March. So if you guys join before March, I want to do the challenge. I send out boxes of goodies for everyone who finishes, and <laughs> <sighs> it's going to be female horror centered. I've already created it, so that's going to be March. And
0: uh, yeah, I just want to also say that, and this is not this is not product placement. I'm really just <laughs> saying that for. People out there who like listen to the show and and not part of the Discord and whatever, mm-hmm. think about joining. We have such a great group of people. Oh my God. And everybody's awesome. Such an awesome community. And even if you don't want to be active in like this yeah. stuff, come on and watch movies with us. Write in. We have such a blast with our uh, with our patrons, and it makes our work on the show so much more exciting to have people. You know come be part of this community and this is the type of stuff that mm-hmm. you know Shannon and, and some of these other guys have really built for the show and
1: it's so much fun. Agreed I'm glad you like it because it's definitely built for others you know it's just a way for us to hang out and some people who don't come to the watch along sometimes they just like pop in and drop an article in one of our channels about something and obviously you guys know we, we bring that stuff to the show and so you can just chitty chat and I've had people like up in my DMs asking questions before and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's really the place where you could be accessible to us. However, I believe you have an event you wanted to talk about. Well, first I want... Oh gosh, she has a thing. Go ahead. So
0: the reason that that Shannon and I are not exchanging gifts today is because I ordered Shannon something that I was so excited to give her until it actually came. (laughs) Um, So Shannon is a huge (laughs) Stephen King fan to Mm -hmm. those of you who have watched the show in the past we've talked about all the books she's read and we oftentimes watch the movies and she talks about the books that she's read and uh you know I went on to a certain website I don't want to give it away I don't want to shame the person who made this because Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those you know gifts that you buy off of and I like to support like mom and pop places and the look of it was so flipping cool it looked like a stone it looked almost like a carved out of stone in a way or like some sort of metal Mm -hmm. and it was stephen king Mm -hmm. and behind him was the balloon from and then all of his creatures and all of the different things behind him while he was holding a book oh nice and i waited a month to get this in the mail (laughs) and it was like a really nice gift so
1: i'm gonna give shannon the gift you actually got (laughs) you guys she's like she's Setting me up so hard right now to, like, open this gift of, like, what it is. Okay, I got a, I got a... That's how it came about. I got a box, and it's, like, a thing thrown in with a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of, like, plastic bags from the grocery store. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to explain what I mean, I mean, you might here. have to keep it just... <laughs> just because, unless, you know, you've really got to return it. So what I'm looking at is a bunch of plastic pieces that are all not put together in a box. I've, I've got limbs. I've got a pair of legs. I've got what looks like the thing that you put the pair of legs on, like a little, like if you have a, a Barbie or something and you want to stand it up, you stand it on there. And then, oh, there's a... I, I think I
0: that's the balloon. Oh, that's the It's it gray, not red.
1: Oh, oh. And, and it's all yeah okay and here's a. there was no show. do it yourself <laughs> there was no moniker about i think Julian. that goes so, behind him i don't know what this, so there's like a little stage piece yeah the arms and,
0: don't even fit on him try and, putting the arm on
1: and some limbs and his arm is great so you try to put it together just to see just if to it was see anything
0: Look, it doesn't
1: his arms are i don't understand there's no book oh here's the book did this look, is this what it looked like in the picture?
0: Uh, no. I mean, it looked like <laughs> it, there was two. Look like
1: something made out two, of like pottery so, so or the, something. Yes. And yeah. the
0: first picture was all gray. So I thought what they were showing was this is what it looks like before we paint it.
1: Oh, right. So I'm
0: like, wow, this is really cool. This is how he puts it together. Right. And then he sprays the color on it. Right. That's what I got. <laughs>
1: The, uh, the arms don't fit in him. No, you'd have to glue him in there. But I found where the balloon goes. Okay. And also what you're not seeing is that it's red, green, blue, beige, gray. And, gray and cream color. Is his head in there? Um,
0: It's got to be. I
1: have no... Oh, maybe... Oh yeah, the head is wrapped up. Oh, and there's something else. So there's a just a bunch of pieces. I don't what? Yeah. So so when you wrote the person, what happened? I
0: have not yet, because I don't even know yet what to say. Yeah. Because I'm just so beside
1: me. I mean. Here's the head. It
0: all was in one piece.
1: <laughs> look at the head. The head it does is look, a different color. It does look like them though. Yeah, yeah. The face is definitely spot on. I mean, what? He's in, and, and Stephen King's never worn a pair of red leather pants in his life, but that's what he's wearing here. It's like a do-it-yourself mobile <laughs> made of plastic that doesn't fit. Yeah. I mean, I think you're probably going to have to return it based on the fact that the arms don't go in the man. You just say, listen, so sorry. I've got to return this because the arms actually don't like adhere to everything else kind of fits Throw together. Throw them back in the box. <laughs> Take a picture of him are you kidding me right now like this is so important thank you though i mean
0: your other gift is coming uh,
1: <laughs> she's like now i gotta run right there's out the there's the shining axe yeah, yeah and it's kind of broken too okay well thank you so much for listening no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> kathy had an event she wanted to talk well, about well i first i first want to
0: talk about before the event real quickly we had a one again we were saying how we love when people write in or that one of our listeners, Kenzie, on Instagram sent me a private message that uh, Rosemary's Baby, there's a children's book.
1: Oh. This
0: is hilarious. <laughs> she goes, Have you guys seen this? And so you open it up. Obviously, it's not a children's book, but it's written in the way that it would be for children. Gotcha. And so if you go to the illustrations, it's all drawn out for little kids. So you see them like running from the demons. Oh, okay. It's hysterical. That's so amazing. I just wanted to. Um, Give her a shout out and say thank you for that. That was a hilarious laugh. <laughs> um, it's on Instagram. You can find it. But yeah, Rosemary's Baby Children's Book.
1: Oh, okay. It's hysterical. I so. want to know the, you know how children's books always often have like the moral of the story Oh, what have you. Yeah. So I, I'm just wondering, like, you did know. They, did they do that as like a joke? I don't know. Don't get raped by your neighbors and have a demon baby. Perhaps? It's, it's quite possible. I mean, if you haven't read the, the actual Rosemary's book. Rosemary's baby's book. We read it for book club and it was really great. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> However, the, now I need the children's book. Well,
0: the illustrations are what's really funny in this. Cause it does. It looks like it's written for like Dr. Seuss or something really, or by Dr. Seuss. I
1: really need to see it. Okay. Okay. Ahead. Um, on. so
0: February 4th, mm-hmm. blood bash in Jackson, Michigan at the Commonwealth commerce center. Blood bash. This is held every year around Valentine's day. Okay. It's a film festival. There's cosplay, there's vendors, like a vendor hall, and there's a gaming exhibit and more. So these are, it says, for people who really crave more gore. (laughs) <laughs> and I was looking into it a little bit in in the, 2020, they did a, like a best cosplay uh, award and uh, some guy dressed up as Pennywise and won the award. So oh, nice. it seems like it's like a massive festival really based on, you know, slasher gore. Yeah. Horror, that sounds um, great. With a lot of different things. So if you are in the Midwest area okay. um, and so far it looks like it's still going on, check out blood bash. Perfect. Yeah.
1: That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you guys, I just want to start going to things now. We're going to start looking up stuff
0: for this year because.
1: (laughs) Can we go in summer, please? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, But of course, the next thing we really, really, really need to do.
0: who's missing this? Because
1: I've been missing it since last Wednesday. Who's
0: missing this?
1: (laughs) Is a little thing that we like to call. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happened. She blew out her mic. It's that's what happens. That This is the segment we like to call horror facts with Kath. I mean, Kath is even every week. It's a <laughs> rah,
0: rah, rah. <laughs> she's still trying to put Stephen King together. Right? Yeah, I can't, I can't stop. Number one in the Philippines, some theaters hired priests to bless moviegoers after some people complained that they felt, A negative presence after watching this film. What ghostly horror film was this?
1: (laughs) I'm like, I have to stop putting Stephen King together to uh,
0: write these down. Go ahead. Okay. Got it. Number two, this horror film director named his iconic villain after the European distributor of his previous film. Which director and villain are we talking about? So this horror film director named his iconic villain after the European distributor of his previous film, which director and villain. So we don't need the, the distributor's name, the director and the villain. Okay. Number three. In, never
1: get, I'll never get that one.
0: In preparing for his role as an FBI profiler in Silence of the Lambs, actor Scott Glenn was shown a tape of what? Mm, okay. Number four. True or False. Snake venom may help prevent a stroke. Hmm. Can I
1: tell you that Steven
0: smells? Yeah, I could. The paint was still fresh when the bottom. Yeah, I I mean, I really
1: admire artists trying to do stuff, but this is, I don't know what that is. Yeah.
0: Okay. Number five, how many monsters did Lon
1: Chaney Jr. play? (laughs) That's a good one. All right, cool. Number five. That was awesome. And um, I'm going to take a little break and try to put Steven together, and then we'll be right back. And we're going to talk about Scream and Scream 2. Have you dug into the uh, Reese's Pieces yet?
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: Okay. I mean. They taste just like you remember them? It's just childhood in a bag. (laughs) I want to put E.T. on. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I love Reese's Pieces. I'm looking forward to eating those too. And later, later, later in the show we're gonna do a little taste test on a couple of those things because i haven't had reese's with potato chips in them before and i feel as if i need to try I them i
0: mean did you ever put potato chips in your peanut butter and jelly
1: absolutely yeah it's got to be right That's up there what i'm saying i gotta i gotta feel this i gotta see it i gotta feel it i gotta eat it okay all right but first we're going to talk about scream the og and then scream 2 which i re-watched in honor of this episode because also very soon this week coming weekend the new scream 2022 comes out and Kathy and I are going to go see it so there's that i love scream so much tell me about did you rewatch it for this or do you just know it by heart and didn't have to both i did rewatch it i had
0: a lot of you know what i what i do when i'm driving across country is i put my i download a bunch of movies on my ipad And I always just tell it because the dogs need something to watch. But it's really because I want something. I I mean, I'm paying attention to the road. Everyone relax. But it does keep me company to have, like, movies and stuff on that I can kind of glance over. Yeah, more than just the radio. Distracted, yeah. So I did rewatch both of these. Two, it had been a long time since I'd seen two. Mm -hmm. But one, I watched a few times a year, but I I rewatched it just because I... I love watching it. And well, yeah, I was watching it for It's one of those ones reason. where you
1: like throw it in. You're not necessarily yeah. pay attention to it. So I had to kind of like pay attention to really, <laughs> to really see it. I can say that it's the, it's the last franchise that
0: I've, I don't know if there's been a, a horror franchise like this since. And I, I guess what I mean by that is horror movies are, I mean, they make, part one, part two, part three of these horror movies all the time. But there was something about scream that brought the eighties and the nineties together Mm -hmm. because there's elements of both. Sure. And after scream, I don't know
1: if we've really had anything like it. I don't know. I mean, that's as we go through different series and different franchises over the next couple of years, maybe we'll find some correlations or something. I mean, that's the fun part about going through these franchises for Mm -hmm. me. And this is our fourth franchise that we're working on is that I really see all the correlations. It's like when I'm watching this movie, I'm really seeing Wes Craven's uh, culmination of the things he was inspired by when he did, you know, Freddy's New Nightmare, mm-hmm. the New Nightmare, because he was doing that meta thing where the characters from the movie were now character, you know, that whole movie inside a movie thing. Yep. And then he did Scream, and that really blended it all together in a much more in a much more effective way, in a much more culturally interesting way. And these characters and all these young people. And then, of course, what I remember about it when when I first saw it was that. Drew Barrymore gets slaughtered in the first five minutes and no one was expecting that they had managed to keep, cause it was before, you know, it was 96. Mm-hmm. So it was before everything was up your hoo-ha every mm-hmm. minute. And you just, everything is spoiled practically. If you're on social media, it was before that. So, I go to the movie theater and I'm sitting in the, the theater best and I'm thinking that I'm going to watch a Drew Barrymore movie. And that's how they marketed it. And they did a really great job of hiding that until it opened. And then OMG. Oh, I saw it on December 25th on Christmas day oh, nice, in 1996
0: with a Fully packed theater yeah. before there was assigned seating. Yep, I remember that I was on like an aisle seat. You had to get there early to get your seat and your popcorn. My friend and I went and got <laughs> it, and everything you just said. And maybe that's part of it. It's the last franchise that there were no spoilers. No one knew Ghostface was going to be the villain. They nope. did not show any of that. They no. didn't have to exploit it. They didn't have to buy their moviegoers. All they did was say Drew Barrymore. No one even, I mean, people knew Nev Campbell from Party of Five, but it was Drew Barrymore. That's all they had to say. I really have to give it to her because she sold the reason why people Absolutely. initially went. And then Wes Craven doing the most brilliant thing, which is killing her off in the first 10 minutes just of the movie.
1: slaughter her. And then we don't know
0: what was happening. And then then now it's like, okay, well, I have to stay. What is this? But now I've also just seen, I was terrified of this villain. It's now we laugh, we laugh at it now, but- It was really terrifying. And maybe we should talk a little bit about Danny Rowling, who's the Gainesville Ripper and, and how Wes Craven even built the concept around this film. But it was just a a combination of high school horror, Wes Craven's brilliance, true facts from an actual serial killer and really good writing and performances all. And then you had like this all-star cast of nineties people from, you know, uh, what's her name? Courtney, uh, Courtney Cox, David Arquette to Drew Barrymore to Nev Campbell. I mean, it was brilliant. And I really don't know if part of my reaction is maybe it was my age. And after that, all of these horror franchises that have come after just haven't impacted me as much, or did we lose Wes Craven? And because we lost Wes Craven, we lost like, I don't know.
1: Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, there's so much value in horror today that I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm, this is why I'm enjoying going through these franchises as we go along. And there are so many horror franchises. I mean, Mm -hmm. we could do this for the next 25 years and probably not get to all of them. But one thing I was struck by when I watched this movie this time was that it's brutal. It is very brutal. So I think the combination of having these amazing young actors and for my money Matthew Lillard still steals this movie. Oh, he's bri- he's so brilliant. He steals this movie and I'll never forget watching him and thinking I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like the funny he was funny, he was cocky and confident but he was there was also you could tell there was something a little off about him he was like a jackass but you just didn't know and Mm -hmm. what i thought Wes did really well is the misdirect in this so obviously the most obvious misdirect is drew barrymore dying in the first 10 minutes Mm -hmm. in a really creative way for the time right and then i thought that wes and everyone else involved did an excellent job of really making you believe that it could have been anybody because for part of the movie, you think it's Fonzie. Yeah. You know, and then he dies. A lot, a lot of red hair. There's like five red herrings. <laughs> and then he dies. You're like, yeah. oh, I really thought it was him. And oh, I think it's Jesse. And oh, no, it's not him. Because at the very end, you're not sure who who it is. You still don't know.
0: Or you go, oh, it's 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 Billy.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Like it goes all the way through it. And Well, he built in several motives. Well, you're also not thinking that it's a partnership. But you know what's so great? And if you guys haven't, you just haven't sat down and watched this recently. What I did was when I was watching, I really paid attention to those two actors. You know, the two that end up being the killers throughout the whole movie, they're projecting that they've done it. They are. They don't fake that they are not doing it. Like, you know how sometimes you'll go back and watch and the actor is fake, you know, really portraying like he's not the killer. But if you watch this, knowing the answer. They give it away. They give it away immediately. Mm-hmm. And also I watch who shows up when and it's all tracked perfectly. Yep. Like, oh, so that kill, you could do that. I'm sure there's all this kind of stuff like on the, last the internet. Like the in the house. You could do an org chart. Of who kills who yep. because you know exactly so then like you know billy will slide into the front door and it's like oh he wasn't there or he, she wasn't there you know it's really interesting and and i i got a kick out of that watching it this time that was kind of my goal like yeah. i just want to see what they look like the whole movie and i never really kind of wa- tracked them or mm-hmm. watched them really closely it was interesting i
0: had watched it before where i tracked whether the killing was was possible accurate. was yeah. accurate and and totally is. It, it is yeah yeah um they do it really well but because you don't know it's a partnership, it doesn't feel that way. Or mm-hmm. it rules out people that end up being the killer, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't know it's a partnership. And then you add the, the really appropriate humor that wasn't overly done. It didn't become like scary movie or, no, you know, it doesn't become idiotic or it doesn't cheapen it. It it's, takes itself seriously. It takes itself seriously. And the humor is, it's good humor. Yeah. It's smart humor. Yeah. And it also, all the humor that's utilized, I think gives more depth to the character because Jamie Kennedy's humor is different from Matthew Lillard's humor. And then, you know, you get... Uh, which which balances out the seriousness of Sydney Prescott's character who really is humorless because she's the one going through the trauma again yeah so they balance it out with enough humor that keeps us interested and and, and also liking the potential killers like you said i love matthew lillard you know even the killers were likable in this because they were a big part of the story in a lot of slasher films the killer is not
1: a part of the story not in this way no no and and it you have to like them Mm -hmm. you have to to work you have to think the boyfriend billy or whatever is you know seductive and interesting and you'd want him for your boyfriend like he's like hot and seductive and cocky and kind of like that high school thing that you, and then, and then you have to really like Matthew. He's funny. He's makes fun of everybody. He's the Joker, mm-hmm. but also really confident and, and self-assured and all of that. You have to, as a viewer, you have to like, like them. Yep. <laughs> Cause that's yep. what makes it work. You have to kind of like everybody in their own way and just kind of sort of see it like you would the a Halloween movie where you're watching, but And you're expecting to watch a Halloween movie where everybody dies.
0: Well, and and I know we bring this up a lot, but this is why Kane Hodder was the best Jason because he wasn't just Jason. He embodied and developed a character around Jason, which made him likable, more likable to watch. And in some ways, you kind of liked him over the people that were getting killed. Right, absolutely, Uh, absolutely. Not as much with Michael, except in some, some of them. But I mean, with Scream... The killers changed in every movie, but I'll be honest with you, Matt, uh, Billy and, and Stu's w- were the only killers I liked in the whole franchise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The other ones I really didn't care about. We'll get to number
1: two, but number two is my least favorite in the whole okay. series. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, in August, 1990, mm-hmm. Rowling murdered. Mm-hmm. Danny Rowling murdered five students. Uh, one student from Santa Fe College and four from the University of Florida during a burglary and robbery spree in Gainesville, Florida. He mutilated his victims, decapitating one of them. He posed them. It was very fast. It was like in three days. And that was this, this guy was the source material mm-hmm. or the inspiration because these murders, he raped them violently, yeah. the women. I mean, there was much, a lot of
0: stabbing, though, which I think is what he, Wes Craven stabbing,
1: took. Yeah. A lot of stabbing and college student type of situation. And, ah, uh, yeah. It's pretty brutal, the real case.
0: Yeah. So this guy is, you know, he is, like you said, Wes Craven's influence for, for the films. He just, toned it down a bit and I think he just concentrated more on the stabbing part. I mean, Stu and Billy were sexualized for the roles because we didn't know they were the killers and they're in high school and all of that, but we, there wasn't any rape. There wasn't, that would have changed the entire dynamic if well, we would have yeah. turned it into that kind of horror film. And it's
1: really not, I mean, the writer of scream, Kevin Williamson is really famous and it's really not Kevin's wheelhouse. Like no. Kevin wrote WB series. He wrote Dawson's Creek, the right. vampire diaries, the following stalker. Like I love all those series, but mm-hmm. like, I know what you did last summer, you know, those, what? the faculty, he wrote all those things and that's really his vibe. He's not going to get into like brutal no. raping of, I mean, it's a comedy. For well, God,
0: and we didn't, we didn't, I mean, this is why Rob Zombie didn't do this. Right. Right. Because right. if Rob Zombie would have done it, every woman would have been naked and raped
1: in every scene. Well, he's more into the torture, the, the torture you porn. know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And the extremist, the extreme, getting at your extreme emotions, your, your revulsion and all of that. Like that's more his, his wheelhouse. Kevin is writing teen drama. So
0: one of the things about this guy though, about Rowling is, you know, he did create quite widespread media attention for the the sh- as short of a duration as he was killing he you know there's record of you know people changing their daily routines sleeping together in groups and what what we notice in scream is like you know they have the some of this is taken from halloween but the, the movie halloween uh, that they they do like a, a lockdown and a quarantine or not a quarantine but a lockdown and a curfew um, because people don't know who who this is. Um, and I think that like what we've talked about in several of our true crime episodes is is the idea of like a mass panic when we so they did take that from this but, this right. guy created quite
1: a. He turned the town upside down. Yeah, he really did. And I mean, there was home invasion is a mm-hmm. part of this, which you know is is absolutely part of the scream movie. Uh, you, the use of duct tape and there's yep. just some details that I think Kevin was inspired by sure. with this case. But uh, there was a suspect. If you if you go down this particular rabbit hole with Danny Rowling, there was a suspect. This guy Humphreys, that they thought they had caught the guy, and they. Uh, did an evaluation of this guy and he was a manic depressive mm-hmm. and they put him in a psych hospital for 18 months etc and then the dna finally comes back which took like 400 years back then and it's not the guy yeah well because he looked the part
0: they said uh, i
1: understand yeah. and that's what they had to go on and, yeah okay he
0: looked crazy
1: and then they then you know rolling which it, which i think is also why they chose you know somebody like
0: Cotton Weary or Billy or because mm-hmm. the Gainesville Ripper really look like your guy next door.
1: Yeah, he really does. He absolutely does. He looks like the guy that you would want it. Like I was saying, like if you're straight, you'd want to date him or yep. you'd want to be friends with him or be in the popular friend group kind of thing. He just looks that part. But yeah, Rolling eventually got the death penalty. And of course, all this came out about... As we do on the show quite a bit, his his childhood he had a he had a cop for a father who was incredibly physically abusive to him. So Rowling has this childhood of trauma, yeah, that really came out in this very early because he was pretty young, very early, very early, very manic, very fast. Mm-hmm. Just, I would say, an expression of his violence. Yeah, he, and then they actually,
0: he was actually executed in 2006, which is relatively a relatively short period of time for um, Very. lethal injection because sometimes people can be on death row for decades. And I think he was charged in early 90s. Uh, yeah. One, one of the things I, I, I really appreciated about the first one too is the motive mm-hmm. for Billy, how you don't really know much about Billy's character uh, about his, who he is until the end and you, you then realize what his motivation was to to do what he did. Sometimes that doesn't work because if we don't know much about the character, they're not necessarily likable, nor do we care about them. Right. And so I like how Ke- Kevin Williamson gave us enough of a character to know and like at least from what we thought we knew. It's like a personality. Yeah, yeah. and then at the end, you you figure out some more depth and there's a motive because sometimes those movies end, you're like, okay, but what was the motive? Right. And there <laughs> right. was, and, and people overlook it. Oh, it's just slasher. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. But there was, there was a motive there. You yeah. know, he, the reason why his mother left his father is because, you know, Sydney's mom was shagging him. And yeah. so, <laughs> yeah. you know, so there's stuff that, so all those little tidbits, like you said, if you go back and you watch, do the killers line up and all of that there was a lot of thought yeah, put into this movie. It, it, it's a fun movie, but it was re- incredibly well executed.
1: Mm-hmm. And so we get to Scream 2. Wow. so a lot of people in this too many which was so fun for me now to watch it because i'm not yeah. watching it with any vested interest right it's on it's in streaming you know like i i don't have to go to a movie theater and be excited and really be waiting for it so in retrospect i can just watch it and be like oh that guy and oh this guy and oh pace from dawson's creek and you know all these people oh, that's right Pace you know, in it, like three lines or whatever yeah. And so I enjoyed it in that way. And here's the thing, too, is that Courtney Cox was now very famous. So, you know, (laughs) for whatever, you know, the first Scream movie made her really famous. She's got a massive role in that. So now she's more famous. uh, And she has gotten past that, you know, Friends started in 94. Mm -hmm. Scream was made in 96. So when she made this movie, she was only just starting Friends. So it was just like really... The beginning of her uber famousness yeah and so by scream 2 we're three years into friends by the time scream 2 comes out so she has a much bigger part in this movie mm-hmm. and because she's much more famous right right i don't know so i know that you don't like this movie i i could i mean i think it's certainly there are elements of I it. I don't like it as much as the first one.
0: There are elements. Well, it's, I know a lot of people are going to go, what? When I say this, but I actually really like Scream 4. So okay. it had nothing to do with. Um, well, we'll get there. It had nothing to do with like where it was in the series or that it followed 1. Because I, I actually didn't hate 3. There was something about 2 that I, I feel like almost they felt like they had done enough with 1 that they didn't have to do as much with two. And I think the best thing that happened with three is that two wasn't that great. Uh, okay, And so they, you know, and three is, it, it's still not the best, but it's, I liked it. Okay. Um, that's when they're making the Hollywood film, okay. that one. There's just something about two where it like just felt, and I don't know, maybe it's, maybe there is something about, coming off the you know the high of of having billy and and stew and they're not in it and then you're 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 fixing that with like jerry o'connell i live i love timothy oliphant i mean it was the cast was good but roseanne's sister. but roseanne's <laughs> sister i mean i remember well, being she's in, such a great actress she's wonderful but i remember being in the theater when that scene comes up at the end and everybody's like what like there is no one said that during the first one right Mm -hmm. so I don't it just felt like a little bit of a
1: letdown I wanted more do that that part wasn't written as well for Mm -hmm. me and you know who I thought so I probably watched this movie back in the day I I kind of the opening I remembered Mm -hmm. But a lot of it I didn't remember. So I didn't really remember who the killers were or anything. Like literally, I probably watched it once in the yeah. 90s and I haven't watched it since. So do you think I'm going to remember it 25 years later? No. So <laughs> I do remember the opening scenes. Those were imprinted on my memory. And then the rest of it was kind of a blur. So I actually watched this movie this time, not knowing what the ending was. Oh, really? Be. Okay. Yep. So that was fun. I've but watched also, them all pretty hardcore religiously. So yeah, I have not. So from a person who didn't remember the movie and was sort of watching it in retrospect and didn't remember the ending, what I thought was that the Timothy Oliphant answer to this movie was great. That that part tracked for me. That tracked for me too. And that Roseanne's sister, so sorry we're not using her name because she's actually a really phenomenal theater Laurie actress. something. Hang yeah, on, Laurie Metcalf. Thank yeah. you for mm-hmm. that lead in. <laughs> I'm like, I know her name. So Lori Metcalf is a phenomenal actor. She is. But... That did not track for me. I didn't have a, it wasn't a groan, like what you're suggesting, but I was like, oh, mm, yeah, no, I don't like that. (laughs) It was just more like a, yeah, Yeah. I don't like that answer. And they, you know, they make it somebody's father and blah, 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 sister, I mean, mother, and they, they, I mean, they make a story out of it for sure. I didn't like that the Courtney Cox character was so much of it that, that became really boring for me. And maybe that's because I'm just not her biggest fan as an actress. But I also think maybe it's just because I didn't like that turn. I really want it to be centered on the teenagers. That's yeah. what I, in a sophomore, I mean, sophomore efforts are tough. And I get mm-hmm. that. But I wanted, to, I wanted it to be centered on the teenagers like it was before. And having, and have the, uh, well, I mean, they're in college or whatever now. But like, and having the older people be more... Tangential, like they were in the first one, so mm-hmm. I didn't like it turning to be paying attention to Cox that much. So,
0: yeah, I I, I I hear you on that, and I think that's why the only part that really like stabbed me, no pun intended, was, and I know this was intentional because this is what Craven did, was when he killed off Jamie Kennedy. I was like, yeah. no,
1: you know, um, <laughs> and
0: kill off one more. I, uh, but you
1: saw Ellen's wife is in there too, Portia. Yeah, a
0: very young Porsche. Everyone, uh huh. Yeah, it was I think that. As a sophomore effort too, it's like how how do we pull more? How do we pull more
1: people? I also here's here's what here's the script I wanted. <laughs> okay, you know, so with these movies, like I said, I didn't know what the ending was, so I was really I want I remember those beginning scenes, and then after I remembered the beginning scenes, I'm like, oh yeah, I really don't know what happens in this, so this is really a new movie for me, and. I wanted it to be, I immediately wrote the movie as soon as I saw this one scene. I wanted it to be Portia DeRozzi and 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 her sidekick, the other female actress that were the two sorority girls. Okay, Because there's a scene near the beginning where Jerry O'Connell gets sliced on the arm yeah. and then he's like laying there in the kitchen and you're supposed to believe like, oh, a slice on the arm, that's convenient, it must be him. Like that's yeah. one of the red herrings they were setting up. Yeah, And then they have him or the other people run out of the house and standing there is those two girls going mm-hmm hey, so what's going on? And I, I immediately thought, it's them. It's yep. got to be them. because, And I know that's a red herring, but yeah. I really wanted it to be them. Yeah, I but wanted, there were plenty of red herrings in the first that ended up being exactly, the killer, and that's right? Exactly, i saying, I wanted it to be the two girls. How cool would that have been? Better nobody than Debbie Salt. Nobody would have suspected that it was the two sorority girls. Yeah, I mean, if they really used their chops and wrapped it around and gave us a few misdirects. Anyway, that's the yeah, script yeah. I wanted. But, whatever. So, uh, next time we're going to talk about scream three and four. And then I don't know if during that episode or the very next episode, we'll talk about the brand new movie Scream and do a full review of that. Cause I'm excited. And I don't know the Fangoria magazine that I just got in the mail has it on the cover. So I am excited to read some articles in there about that before I we love go. Fangoria. And see
0: I love that you have that there. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to be curious as to whether I remember or whether I like Scream 4 as much as I remember liking it Mm because I did see it in the theater and that one I haven't watched as many times okay but I just remember because it'd been so long since Scream had come out um that there was a lot of hype around it but i remember walking out and going i'm satisfied like that okay, was good yeah. so i, I so hope good I enough
1: feel, right i hope i feel the same way yeah, yeah i do too mm-hmm. i do too and it's very possible i haven't ever even seen these movies so we'll find out all right <laughs> that's the fun thing with me is that all that's lots of times i haven't even seen these movies from back in the day so yeah. or i conveniently forgot i used to I i still do i watch a lot of media and so i have to forget a lot of media to make room for the new Fair. We're going to take a quick break and get on with some horror watches. I've watched some good movies and read some books. So we're both going to talk about our recent stuff. So we shall be right back. Don't eat it before me. I mean, what what am
0: I even supposed to do with that? (laughs) That'll take a year. Those are like Reese's peanut butter cup pies. I
1: know. We're uh, we're going to taste test some of this Reese's stuff we got earlier. I mean, I can wear it like as a bikini top. You could. That would <laughs> definitely cover a nipple. Oh, All God. Right. My nipples aren't that big. <laughs> no? Okay. All right. So this is the, what is this? Read the label for me or whatever. The potato chip thing.
0: Reese's potato chip big cup. Milk, chocolate, and peanut butter stuffed with potato chips. Big cup.
1: All right.
0: Like my. Oh, bro- yeah. That was good.
1: Well, you know what it does? Sweet and savory. It's it just gives it a crunch. You don't taste the salt in there? A little bit now that yeah. I chew it a little bit more. But the sweet overwhelms it for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. so that was the potato chip one. And then this one is Brittle. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups Peanut Brittle Flavored Cream with Crunchy Peanut Butter. So they're yellow. And there is a smell that comes out of the packaging. Mm. It's like, it's a little too sweet for It's me. almost like maple, huh? mm-hmm.
0: It is. Doesn't it smell like maple? And I like maple, but for some reason, because I'm not expecting maple.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying it's maple. It just smells like it. Yeah. Okay. Those are very sweet. Yeah, those Woo! are sweet. Wow, okay. Those are amazing. I am we tried the two things that we haven't had before. But there's so much in that bag. Thank you so much, 452, because I'll never eat Reese's again. Like after this bag. <laughs> Of stuff,
0: you gotta help me with the Reese's uh, bikini pies. Uh,
1: <laughs> she calls them bikini pies because she thinks she could wear them as bikinis. or that big? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm. I, I like believe. The, you. I like this potato chip one. A uh, cool. Yeah. She's eating some more of it. Salty sweet. That's good. Taunting me. All right, let's talk movies and books. So our book club finished "The Only Good Indians." by stephen graham jones i really enjoyed this book we had a kathy was unable to join us on this book but i will tell you she crunches you can hear her crunching Mm -hmm. crunching what are you eating now i needed something salty to counter that (laughs) to counter the sweet coma you just gave yourself with the brittle i have so much crap going on on both sides of me (laughs) Oh yeah, we're surrounded by candy, and we are so grateful and thankful for it, but also now drowning in sugar. So this, if I begin to speak very fast, that's why. And then she'll crash. <laughs> then Kathy will leave, and I'll be like, I had a nap. Yeah. It's a really good book, The Only Good Indians. I'll recommend it. It is not it, – it blends a lot of classic horror themes to it, it's a very dramatic narrative. It's got a social commentary to it. It's brutal. It's violent. Mm. There are uncomfortable things in this. There are very interesting culture and uh, traditional happenings in this Blackfeet Indians. It's not completely stereotypical, it's not completely linear. It's creative. We had an hour long conversation with book club, and as you know, if you want to know our book club, it's not usually an hour. We usually start shooting the shit after about twenty minutes, (laughs) but that's book club, right, guys? Like, if if any of you, and I'm sure a lot of you are in book clubs or have been in book clubs or are in more than one book club, which I have certainly done in my life you know, book club is also about socializing. So, but this was, I I chose to facilitate the conversation around this book with the book club questions from like the back of the book kind of thing. Cause you never know that sometimes there's some, there's some gold in there and there definitely was because a lot of the questions opened up a lot of conversations for all of us. And so, yeah, we, we talked for about, I'd say about 50 minutes on this book. So I would definitely recommend this uh, book and this author. I I went out and bought like three of his other books, so mm. I'll be on the I'll be on the trail for that. Nice. <laughs> what have you been reading? I'm in the I'm in the middle of like
0: several things. So <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I've I've moved on to our our next book. What's the name of it?
1: Where the dead go to die.
0: No, not that one. Okay. Our next book club book.
1: That was our next book club book. Oh. And I've already finished that. Our book club has already finished that book. We did a quick two week read over the holidays of a book called where the dead go to die. It's really, I'll talk about it after Kathy's finished. Yeah. I'm, it, on, she's, I'm about halfway through. She's about halfway through it. So that was the next book in book club. Yeah. And now, and now our next, next book <laughs>
0: That's the one I'm on.
1: It's called The Twisted Ones. Yeah.
0: So I've I've um, started that one. And that one I'm enjoying so far. Don't want to say too much because we haven't even met as a book club yet to discuss it. No. But so,
1: yeah, we... we it's each, interesting. We break it out. hmm And you can pace read in our book club. In other words, like I break out the book and you can pace read it at the same time as others. So that like each weekend you can kind of chitty chat about how far you've gotten and what's happening in the book so far or you can just read it all in one shot and show up for our voice for our voice chat but we Kathy and I both do the pace reading cuz that helps us in right. our brains <laughs> with our workload like what do I have to accomplish this week <laughs> and so we've both done the reading for this week and it was really just the first week so you know by the time this episode comes out we will have finished the second week so if you guys want to join in join the discord join our book club and 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 get on to the twisted ones by T Kingfisher and then I'm also about
0: 60% into Secrets in the Dark, which is the Darcy Coates the part 2.
1: Yeah, I remember that the first 60 pages were uh, non-plussing you and you were like, get to it. Yeah, we're
0: I'm now in like a, a page 185 or something and we're you know, we're out of rod of winterborn. Thank God. Okay. And stuff's actually starting to happen.
1: Okay. So still, still not hitting a stride for you. It, well, I, I can t- tell what hap- by the way you're saying it, <laughs> what
0: happened was it, it sort of was, but I was so, you know, pulled into Grady Hendrick's book. And then we started, then I started where the dead go to die. And those were just pulling me so much more that it takes a little bit of effort to get back to secrets
1: in the dark. That's what happens with books, right? Like yeah. the, the, the cream rises to the top when you're reading it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I try to pick it up. Even if I read just a couple chapters just to keep the momentum going, because it's not it. it's not a bad book. It's just I'm reading it because I want to see where it goes. Get but the third one. I don't know. I mean, we'll see how two ends with if, whether I go to three. And then I have a couple psych books that I'm about to start, one being uh, called The Gift of Fear by Gavin De Becker, which is supposed to be a really, really great book. Um, and then I just have so many just like waiting to be read. Oh, I have uh, a ton. But, but, but you know. the three major ones right now are the three that I just mentioned. So,
1: well, uh, yeah. I am still reading The Haunted Vagina. Do you have so, any updates for us? I have a, a wee update. Yes. That's wonderful. So what happened last was he was in there. And he had found this hole, and he was trying to see if he was going to go farther. And what I realized by reading the very next chapter is that I kind of lost the plot a little bit, because what happens next is that he he's crawling back out. He finds the hole to crawl back out. Got it. He's like, I'm outie. Literally. And he crawls back out. Wasn't he, like, renting a cabin last time? There was Well, there was no rent in the vagina, but borrowing he he had found a cabin like an airbnb he had found a cabin and he had seen a person so he had seen a girl that was like he thought was like wearing bunny ears or something walking by and he had found this cabin and there were clothes in the cabin because he went in naked you know Mm -hmm. they shaved his head and took off all his clothes so that he wouldn't hurt the vaginal canal when he was crawling up in there and so he was naked so when he got in there to the womb he found this cabin and, and these overalls and stuff and mm-hmm. put them on. So then, okay, so he goes back to the vaginal canal to leave. And he can see out, but he can see that she's wearing jeans. So she's like, so she, he starts calling to her. Hey, hello. And she's like, no, stay in there. Stay in there. I'm driving. So anyway, they get home. He, he crawls out which was kind of painful because now he's wearing clothes and she's like, don't do that again. So comes out, they have a conversation and she basically hatches this plan with him that (laughs) this girl, I swear to God, this girl is so self-involved. I can't even tell you. And I imagine if I had a haunted vagina, I would become incredibly self-involved as well because I mean, what a gift. It would be very consuming that that was happening to me. Right. Would you tell
0: people? Would you go around and tell people?
1: Well, apparently the thing moans in public, so I don't know. (laughs) I mean, but you could muffle it. I I have no idea. I I mean, you could put a a muzzle over it. Well, she tried. It didn't work. I'm just saying, I don't know because I don't know. I mean, the people you're having sex with, find out. I mean, you could just be a nun and then you could be an haunted nun. I don't know. Anyway, it comes back out and she hatches this plan. She's like, oh, no, I have this whole plan. You're going back in. He's like, wait, what? So she goes out and buys all this lube and like walkie talkies <laughs> oh and a camera phone. Walkie
0: talkies, like yeah, she gets. So they 20- can he talk gets- to each other. But is it like a small one and a big one? No. Here's what happens. It, she- everything shrinks when he goes. Yeah. Out?
1: She tells him, like, I could see you in me. Like I could see you through my skin. And you would get smaller and smaller as far when you went away. So the world is inside me. He's like, no, it's a different world. I'm like crawling into a different world. It's not you. She's like, no, no, it's all in me. And if you take a walkie talkie, we can talk. And when you got farther away, you got smaller and smaller inside of me. So now he's crawled back up in there. Wow. With the walkie talkies and and he's taking pictures and stuff. So that's where we're at. Welcome to The Haunted Vagina. I love Kathy's face when I give these updates. She gets so excited that I'm going to talk about it. And as soon as I talk about it, she makes the worst face. Well, it's just she does not want to hear it. No,
0: it's not that I don't want to hear it. I actually really enjoy this book. It's just sometimes I'm, I'm trying to, you <laughs> know, my suspension, my it. suspension of disbelief only goes so far. You know, oh, it's like the walkie talkie shrinks. A joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. She's trying to take it seriously. But I'm not. It's really very ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and I have to tell you that when you're reading it, there are very funny parts. Like I laugh. It is funny. There's a few moments where, I mean, there's just some really funny characterological stuff. And I'm not going to quote the book, and I'm not going to read the book. I don't want to steal this guy's intellectual property. I think you should go out and buy the hundred page "The Haunted Vagina" by Carlton Mellick III yourself because it's. Fun, and it's actually, it's well-written. What can I tell you? I mean, you? it's a pretty brilliant idea, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of fun, and so far, it's kind of fun. So there you go. Those That's the next couple of chapters. I'm on chapter 10. We're making our way through. It's uh, page 52, and the book is about 100 pages, so I'm like halfway through, so stay tuned. What's a movie that you watched, Kathy, that you want to follow the haunted vagina with? Well, I'll tell you what. I wanted to share with you that I watched
0: Lamb, Great. Wow. What did you think? I was so pulled in and mesmerized by this film. Me too. I, I have like almost no words. I was that blown away by this film. I had no idea how I was going to feel about it. Obviously I love new me, but you know that that's not enough to be like this, like wowed by a film. I have not watched a movie that has elicited this many emotions at once. Wow. I was constantly in fear and protective over this baby. Yeah. I mean, and then pulled like in a weird sort of almost imagining my my dogs like in this space because like Bare- this those of us who have animals have fur babies feel this level of protection almost like they are human children. And then you have like this even more helpless. And more helpless yeah. and and the way that they they create her character the, the first of all for those of you who haven't seen it there's barely any dialogue in this film it, yeah. it's it's very it's all atmosphere it's and acting. all atmosphere and acting and it is fucking brilliant mm-hmm. it's one of the best films I've seen in a long time and I I just know that even how it ends I'm not going to give anything away I was just like my jaw just dropped at the very end the acting is phenomenal because there's barely any dialogue the storyline is nothing that's ever been done before i don't think not like this
1: Mm -mm.
0: it could have been easily corny oh yeah easily and between the acting and the you know because sometimes with cgi things can get a little weird and messy and then you're like okay what the hell am i watching a
1: brilliant job oh
0: my god i didn't even I thought that I was looking at this creature for yeah. what it was and yeah. and I, I if you have not seen it it is so dark and deep and unbelievable I was I was just yeah, blown away it's, by it. it it's
1: one of my top for 2021 it's on my list and I um Kathy and I are gonna do for our patrons we're gonna do a I hadn't our, seen it yet when I gave you that list. Our, yeah. re- our recap for 2021, we're going to, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to record for our patrons about like our favorite movies of 2021 In a mini cast. We do mini casts on the, on the Patreon membership, but it's, it's on my list. Oh, I mean, it just gives me chills
0: thinking about it. That's great. It was so wonderful. Cool. Um, and sad. And it makes you feel all these different things. Mm-hmm. I also, I also watched before we go to you, just to mention, I, we watched some of the classics while I was, uh, on vacation and i had never watched the the original 1954 creature from the black lagoon mm. and that was a lot of fun um while we were watching it we were my brother and i play a game called horrified <laughs> that's all based on like the old you know monsters the universal monsters and so there now a lot of the references make sense in the game but more like what was really cool about it is to watch how much the 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 fear or the terror of it still stands, and how that suit that they built for him to wear, which is actually the guy who played Tarzan. Uh, uh, nice. is the guy who played the creature. okay. Um, and a little fact here is that they they ended up, I looked up like whatever happened to the the creature's suit. And they actually threw it out after oh. the filming, but some janitor, picked it out of the dumpster and ended up selling it back to like a museum and they have it now but if you go if if you haven't watched it a long time or you've never seen it it's pretty awesome to watch how they did some of these old like original yeah horror I, films. I may have never seen it it's good i don't it was remember. really fun you know it's probably like 80 minutes long and it and it's just it was really kind of fun to go back back and watch like You know, the original.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I have, you know, you've given me a compilation of all the classics. And Mm -hmm. so I I want to do that. Yeah. I saw Antlers. I almost watched it. I haven't yet. How was it? I enjoyed it. Okay. I mean, I'll watch
0: anything Harry Russell's in, so...
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of controversy about this movie. I've seen like there's a couple of my favorite YouTubers that do reviews and and one of them in particular just hated this movie, ended up doing like a whole video on it just because they needed to Mm -hmm. (laughs) vent about it. And we certainly vent our opinions, So more power to you. But wow, I couldn't disagree more. I mean, it's not a perfect film. It's not as good as Lamb, but like... I didn't hate it. I didn't I wasn't mad at it. <laughs> so, Antlers is a 2021 mystery thriller horror. It's about 100 minutes long. <laughs> From the visionary world of acclaimed director Scott Cooper and horror master guillermo del toro comes antlers in an isolated oregon town a middle school teacher who's played by carrie russell and her sheriff brother who's played by jesse plemons who i i know love. i love him too. i just watched the power of the dog uh-huh ah oh, so good yeah, he's a good he actor so good in that and i i was in love with him in friday, friday night, night lights, lights. <laughs> yeah. so i'm just so happy to see yeah, him i know you know driving doing great he's been in some excellent movies lately anyway so her sheriff brother become embroiled with the enigmatic student played by jeremy t thomas which is a kid so this kid if for no other reason this kid's performance is freaking great whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with a legendary ancestral creature who came before them. It's based on the short story, The Quiet Boy, by Nick and Tosca. So here's the thing. What have I talked about? I want a good Wendigo movie. Mm-hmm. I want a good Wendigo movie. And guess what? We finally have a good one. It's certainly not an, uh, the most amazing movie you've ever seen, mm-hmm. but this could actually hold a standard. In other words, I didn't even have a Wendigo movie to sort of say like, it needs to be at least as good as, well, now I have that. There you go. The creature in this is awesome. Really? Because that's a lot of times what fails. <laughs> Watch this with your headphones on because the sound design exceptional wow the creature is great this little boy's performance is great i'm not saying there isn't any there's something like new or riveting about this but jesse plemons guys like good actor carrie russell the little kid the creature the story's pretty good it's a little bit long it's all the things that i always say about all the movies but it's a solid one and i know some people hate it (laughs) <laughs> it's a slow burn, but for me, it delivered, and awesome. I and I like Wendigo, so okay. The end, awesome. I, I'm looking
0: forward to watching it. Maybe I'll watch it and and re- report on it. Cool. Next episode. The other one that I watched was Sensor. Yeah, um, which I really liked. Oh, good!
1: I saw that at Sundance. So that's I, cool. I figure you did, and yeah, that's yeah. one of the
0: reasons I watched it so we could talk about it oh, together. Great. So, yeah, this is a, t- a 2021 uh Sundance Film Festival. After viewing a strangely familiar video nasty, which for those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically the UK's version of like an X-rated film that gets put on a list of like uh this needs to be censored. Um, a f- familiar video nasty, Enid, a film censor, sets out to solve the past mystery of her sister's disappearance, embarking on a quest that dissolves the line between fiction and reality so thought this was great it not only is there an uh an eighty slasher element to mm-hmm. and cultural element to that time and how ratings were done so there's that piece of it mm-hmm. um but then also there's a huge mental health uh, and trauma piece to it that really speaks to how somebody you know I think a lot about what I tell my students a lot in in our assessment courses if you are not screening for trauma you're not doing your job because um, trauma pops up in a lot of ways and it can certainly make people look or appear crazy and it's very and, individual and it's very individual and this movie I thought it did a really good job at just tracking how how trauma can play out especially if somebody's in an environment where there's a number of risk factors and there was for her Um, and, and, you know, at the beginning you don't really know or the parents really just a piece of shit and they're discouraging her. And um, because what happens is that the, the sister disappears as a child and the, the main character is really spending a lot of her has spent a lot of her energy over the past decade or so trying to find her because there's never been a body found. And so the parents have said, listen, you know, we were, bringing you the death certificate. We're going to put her to rest. And the main character has really given up on that and believes when she is watching one of these films to, to censor that she, that one of the actors in the film is her sister who's been abducted. So it goes on and on and on. I'm not going to continue, but it's definitely worth a watch. Did you like it?
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I liked it. I liked how they navigated, you know, the movie that she was working on or whatever that she was working on censoring or whatever with, with, how her childhood memories like unraveled and how they affected each other and and how that work is is kind of bringing up those memories and why and how they're all tangled i thought it was really expertly done with that Mm -hmm. part of the narrative so yeah i really enjoyed it i mean it's british british horror and those don't always you know i thought it was a good step forward they're hit or miss right (laughs) yeah yeah i thought it was good you know it's not as popular the movie's not like super popular but it's certainly critically acclaimed yeah uh, and I, I think a lot of people, you know, when I was doing some research, I noticed a lot of people have a lot of critics or writers have put it on their sort of top, top list. For I put it on my list. Yeah. So I know that it's, yeah. it's up there. I also watched a movie called Gaia. Mm -hmm. It's an environmental horror, eco-horror is what they call it now. 2021 horror drama, Gaia, G-A-I-A. That's also about 100 minutes long. An injured forest ranger on a routine mission is saved by two off-the-grid survivalists. And I'll tell you, when this woman is you know she gets injured and then she's saved by these in survivalist people it's like these two guys that are living in the woods with you know hankies for panties and dirty and hunting you know they're Mm -hmm. hunting to live and all that you think i mean you instinctually and i'm sure it's set up that way you think they're gonna do awful things to her you think they're the bad guys right So what is initially a welcome rescue grows more suspicious as the son and his renegade father ends up being a son and father reveal a cultish devotion to the forest. So you think they're bad. Then they're good. They start to take care of her. They heal her wounds and stuff with their like, you know, forest mud pies and put them on her wounds and stuff like Mm -hmm. they're really healing her. And then she kind of wakes up and she's better and she's dressed in one of their outfits and, and, and she doesn't seem afraid and mm-hmm. they're kind of all becoming a little family in a way. And then there becomes, all along you sort of suspect it, but then there's another person that dies and some things sort of happen and you realize that the forest is really a story here. And so the cultish devotion to the forest, which is something we've seen before, of Mm -hmm. course, is that the forest needs to be fed. It's that idea. And we've seen that in a lot of horror Remember the apostle? Exactly. And it needs to be fed. And so, and there are some definite correlations with the apostle here. Uh, So when their cabin is attacked by a strange being, it's clear there's a far greater threat in this unrelenting wilderness. Now, there, I liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I liked it. It's another one of those ones where it's like critically better than what audiences say, but mm-hmm. I I enjoyed this movie. I think it's the narrative doesn't always quite hold together, but the visuals. I have to tell you, watch it on the best screen you have, like a big screen, the best screen with your headphones on and just absorb the visuals because the visuals are gorgeous. Mm. And if you like eco-horror where they're both using the environment for good and the environment's trying to kill them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And the the effects and stuff, the practical effects and everything that are in this are pretty great. I'm just saying it's gorgeous. So if for no other reason, watch it because it's gorgeous. Cool. The other thing I watched before we get to our answers is I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. How was it? It was awesome. Was it fun? Oh, my God. Did you watch it yet? I haven't watched it yet. Okay. So I will just say it's if you liked Stranger Things, if you like Ghostbusters, if you like Paul Rudd, (laughs) you're gonna love this movie it's cute it's funny it does you know one of the things that i noticed about halfway through it became very apparent that they were super respectful Mm. of the source material and i hadn't really thought about it that way but a lot of times the source material is like made fun of Mm -hmm. and It wasn't, it was, it was exalted. It was like held on a pedestal and they did. um, And one of the reasons why I can say that is because, you know, the Zool and (laughs) all of that is in the movie and, you know, the creatures from the 1980s version or what have you are all there. They just look better, right? Right. There's just good CGI now. And, There are a lot of callbacks. There are a ton of Easter eggs in this movie, but it tells its own story and it sets up for a whole new franchise of Ghostbusters, like a franchise of Ghostbusters, like everything sets up nowadays, but there are these young characters and you like them. And I was, I, at one point I was like, wow, you know what? It's so rare that in a reboot, I actually care about the characters. But I did. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at the cast right now. I mean, we have some Stranger Things. I know, right? And then, of course, we have our we have our our cast. We have Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Annie Potts. That looks like she comes back.
1: Yeah, everybody's Still in Mar- it. Everybody's in it. I will tell you that there is a credits scene you want to stick around for, okay. and there is an after credits scene you want to stick around. Okay. The only thing that would have made this better is if they had Rick Moranis. Mm. <laughs> and maybe shave like 10 minutes. Yeah, off I, w- of it. I wonder why maybe they
0: why they didn't have because he's he's a great part of the first one.
1: No idea. Don't know. It was great standalone, like fabulous. Yeah. And they also set up for more and there's a couple of really fun scenes in the credits and after the credits, so definitely stick around for that. Don't shut the movie off because there's some goodness going on there. Paul Rudd's fantastic. I mean, I just love Paul Rudd anyway, but he's really funny in it. And uh yeah, there's a little L character there. I mean, she's nothing like L, but she's like an androgynous little nerdy girl, sure. basically. Yeah. So there's that character and she's totally endearing. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I would say if you loved the original Ghostbusters for memory's sake, uh huh, you're gonna love this because it really is respectful and and just amps it all up and it's a lot of fun there's a lot of fan service and then if you don't care about the ghostbusters because that's not really your generation this is a good good fun movie yeah i'll check i'll check it out for sure so let's get those answers that i don't have okay (laughs) i really don't know any of the answers but
0: eh. number one Mm -hmm. in the philippines some theaters hired priests to bless moviegoers after some people complain that they felt a negative presence after watching this film. What ghostly horror film? The Ring? The Conjuring.
1: Oh, The Conjuring. Nice. I mean, I just threw one out there. (laughs) Could have been anyone, really.
0: Number two, this horror film director named his iconic villain after the European distributor of his previous film. Which director and villain are we talking about? I I have no idea. (laughs) John Carpenter and Michael Myers. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three. In preparing for his role as an FBI profiler in Silence of the Lambs, actor Scott Glenn was shown a tape of
1: what? Uh... I mean, I'm guessing it was something violent, something serial killer-esque, but I really don't know.
0: It was pretty bad. It was a teenage girl being tortured to death. Ah,
1: yeah. why? Why? I guess
0: he met with the FBI to prep for his role.
1: Oh, so that he could get exposed. Some, mm-hmm. So he could come up with that visceral response. I think so. Okay. Yeah. And also maybe that they have to shield that visceral response, right? Yep. Okay. Yep
0: got it very method i guess true or false snake venom may help prevent a stroke true yeah so it says um ancrod made from snake venom is an effective treatment for most common forms of strokes and can prevent disability so if you give it to somebody it'll prevent like the long-term effects okay yeah Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Number five, how many monsters? I mean, I guess in some ways, like not that I know all the medicinal qualities, but we know that venom does affect the neurological system, right? Right,
1: so it's got to be useful for something. Something. Uh, Let's see.
0: How many monsters did Lon Chaney Jr. play? Six. He played all four. (laughs) He's the only actor to play all four monsters. Wolfman, Mummy, Frankenstein's monster, and Dracula. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, Lon. I know. So accomplished for his day. And there it is, folks. And there it is. (laughs) Thank you for listening. This has been an episode of, of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And
0: I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.